So I knew I was going to be on this podcast called Bacon. Right. So I asked my fiance to go get me food because I knew I wasn't going to make it through a podcast where all we were talking about was food. So <laughs> I have chicken strips from next door. Nice. Oh, nice. okay. What 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 was your dipping sauce of, of choice? This is ranch, but okay. I also mix mix in Louisiana hot sauce. There we go. Louisiana hot sauce is awesome. Hey, hey, hello. He's futzing around with his fucking thing. I was. It's because I, I shut it down. I didn't need to shut it down. What did you shut it down it for? Should have just left it open. It's got all your notes. It does have all my notes. But it doesn't have it for the first part. That's true. That's true. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And what's that first part? The first part is, Vegas in My Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at grillyourassoff.com, drinkwildbills.com, and poddex.com. Promo code BACON for 10% off your entire order. What's next? Also, we are brought to you by manscaped.com. Go there. Yeah. Keep your balls shiny. Save Save the balls. balls. Uh, Your balls will thank you if you use the promo code Bacon pod, get 20% off, get free shipping, and feel confident. Feel yeah. good. You know what? For every well-shorn, clean, I don't know why my hand is making this motion. Uh, I know why. Clean, clean-shaven ball, right? An angel gets its wings. <laughs> I never heard that. I, I can't back it up. I don't. I don't know if that's facts. Science, but I think it. I think so, and it also helps the show. It does help the right? show. Think of the show as like a, a sack, right? It's a. It's a sack. Our show is, and it's filled to the brim with goodness, but it's the outside of the sack that needs help. Much like Manscape helps the outside of your sack. I don't know. I feel like we, uh, <laughs> we got a little bit off course there. I think I jumped the shark right there. Well, That's when it happened. Uh, That's when it so happened. this week, uh, this week we have the founder of this weekend's So What Fest that we will be at. That we're going to be at. I'm excited. I'm you so know excited. You know what's cool about uh, us being at it is we're going to give some manscape stuff away. Yeah. You know what's really cool about us being at it is that we are fans, but we're not going as fans. We're going to be the press. We're press. We're the press. Hashtag professional. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're super excited. Uh, and we're here today with the founder, Mike Zemer. Yeah. Uh, founder of Third String Productions. He's the founder of So What Fest. Uh, he's got so many fucking hats. Dude is so cool. Like, it makes me rethink, like, my whole work history. <laughs> <laughs> Like this dude, just like is making a living being awesome. Just being awesome. He's being awesome to bands. He's being awesome to fans. He's being awesome to himself because he's going to see and creating music that he wants to see and situations he wants to be around. What I he's think is really awesome. cool, and I bring it up in the episode, is um, 
So you see all these festivals. 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 Shave your best <laughs> festivals with Manscaped. <laughs> you know, like all, all these festivals are out and, uh, you know, they've got these huge lineups and, and, and things like that. And um, this is this is more of a community. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a community feel. Uh, so what festival, if you get a chance, uh, follow them on social media definitely. because they legit, they interact, they are active as hell and, uh, and they listen, they listen to you. And that is what's, that's why this is going to be like the coolest festival of the year. Yeah. I've seen festivals and I've played on festivals and I'm already more excited to go to this one than I have for any of those. Right. Just because like, it seemed like it was very much a community and just like a cool thing that people are doing together on like this gigantic grand scale. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like that before we talked to him. And then after talking to him, it's just like, man, I feel good about this. Like, it's, yeah. it's just cool. It's I'm not a money grab. A it's it. not like, like it's... a, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it as well. And uh, Mike is a super cool dude, a cook. Yeah. A chef, a, a, a an air fryer enthusiast, if you will, shared with us a recipe. a recipe. Shared with us a recipe. Um, I don't know. I think we'll put it down in the in the comments below. Ooh, I think it's a good idea. There we go. It's in, a good idea. In the description, we're gonna have that that awesome recipe for uh, best damn air fryer pork chop. Air fryer recipe. pork chop recipe gonna be in the description. Yeah. So uh, so look look at that. And what do you say? Let, let's get into it. We should. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now. 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 All right, guys, we're going to take a quick time out. Uh, we want to tell you all about our awesome sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Uh, we've been telling you about them since the beginning of the year. We've been users for years. Uh, but now they've put out the new Ultra Premium Collection. And what the Ultra Premium Collection includes is a two in one shampoo conditioner, a body wash, a hydrating body spray, deodorant, and lip balm. And uh, what you do is you go to the pro, uh, to the shopping cart, yep. you put all your things in there, yep. and when you're done, you use the promo code BACONPOD and you get 20% off and free shipping. I'm going to stop for one second and I'm just going to let you guys know that I've actually been using this stuff for the last two weeks. I got my order two weeks ago and I've been using it every day. And so I'm just going to give you a super fast review. The shampoo conditioner is awesome. My hair feels great. It doesn't feel dry. It's not loaded down. It's not weighted down. And it's, it actually feels really good. The body wash is awesome. It lathers up really great. I use a very little bit of it. I'm kind of like a uh, sponge guy, so I'll put it on the sponge, loofah, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's awesome. The, uh, the surprise for me has been the uh the body spray mm -hmm. it's really awesome i never used anything like that before i got it and i was like ah what's this gonna do i'll tell you what as a person with tattoos man my arms feel dry every now and then and sometimes for you of you that have tattoos you understand that like when it gets dry you start to feel like a raised up area for where mm -hmm. your tattoo was 
This actually, it smells great and it feels great and it keeps you hydrated. My hands, my arms, my tattoos, that's what I've really used it on. I haven't done the whole body or anything like that. Uh, I do use all the other products. I use the crop preserver. I use the foot spray at night. I don't use it during the day because it the might The reviver as well wet. for a midday spritz. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that is the, not included in this, but. The wipes are key. You can all use. All this stuff. Here we go. Here we go. We got the wipes too. Yep. You can use all this stuff um, and you can get 20% off on all of these things. And of course, their flagship Lawnmower 4.0, which I was skeptical. I had the 3.0. Mm -hmm. They gave us a 4.0. I was like, how much better could it be? It's better. It's way better. I've nicked my sack on the 3.0. And I've nicked my sack zero times on the 4.0. Right. So go ahead. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. Get 20% off. Get free shipping. And support a really awesome brand that we believe in. And support the show a little bit. It's really good, guys. I don't care. If it's not good, I'd tell you. Because I don't care. Right. So. It doesn't matter to me. But. Honestly, like I'd use this stuff whether we had a discount or not. And I use our promo discount because that's what we have. <laughs> so have the same discount that we do. Indeed. And go over to manscaped.com and use bacon pot as your discount. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. So, they, this right? so I'll be like, I'm Mike and I'm Damien. Well, I like the consuming though. That's a good line. Yeah, oh, oh, and we are, and we are, and we are Felicity and you are consuming. consuming bacon is my podcast. podcast. And you are consuming. And you are consuming. That's a good adjective. Okay, That's a good right. verb. It's verb. Uh, all right, you got it? Do you want to practice again or you got it? Let's try it. I'm Mike. And I'm Jamie. And, and we, we are Felicity. Felicity. And you, you are, are consuming, consuming Bacon is my podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Today, we have uh, the founder of Third String Productions. We have the founder of So What Fest. In Arlington, Texas, we have someone who is a, a part of Furnace Fest in Alabama. He's a digital marketer. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's a man of many hats, and he's so fucking busy. <laughs> but but here he is. He's hanging out with us. He's slumming it with us today. He's slumming it with us, eating some chicken fingers. Hello. Yeah, I'm sharing my dinner with you guys. Like this is a nice thank a dinner, you. dinner meeting. That's we, definitely we, that's definitely Buffalo, right? That's that's a Buffalo. Uh, What's it's hot too chicken. red to be regular. I was gonna say, that's yeah, that's okay. a that's an orange tender for it if it's not. So yeah, we have Mike Zemer with us, and uh, he's he's joining us for dinner because uh, he's super busy. Yeah, he he's he's in the home stretch of So What Fest, which uh, has uh, every good band that you're supposed to listen to right now. Yeah, and an artist, you know, like even in rap and, and all that stuff. Yeah, everything uh, – ha- I'm just amazed with how you're able to consistently and constantly be, like, on top of what's growing and hot at the moment. Like, you've been doing this for years, and you're kind of, like, always on the pulse. How have you been able to do that? Like, how, how, like do you ever look at that and be like, do you have people telling you? Do you just – is it just what you listen to and what you like? Or are you market um, researching? Because I know you do a lot of – you're watching a lot of things. You get your fingers in a lot of things. How, how are you staying on top of all this? I think we just always pay attention to what people say. Like, I feel like if you try to tweet at a major music festival like Coachella, they're not going to check who you're saying to book. And right. 
we pay attention to what our fan base is saying. And we also pay attention to what our fan base is saying to comparable festivals and who they want to see and who's missing from the lineup, what they're complaining about. Um, we basically like crowdsource our festival. Like we, we started announcing in December and then we kind of waited to see what people were like, Oh, this is missing. This is missing. Or like when we were young announced and people were like, Oh, these bands should be on it. Like we went out and got a couple of those bands and like, I don't know. We just pay attention, but like also more than anything, like I listen to the pitches that agents give me on like, Oh, this artist is about to do X, Y, Z. And I really don't think that a lot of talent buyers for larger festivals pay attention to that. It's kind of like, well, we book Billie Eilish, so we'll take two of your small artists. And like, they don't, they're not really paying attention to the reason that they're going to book that artist or like what's important about that. They're just doing it to fill a lineup. And for me, it's like, I, I love the artists that we book. First of all, like I love all genres of music and I'm really excited. This is the craziest lineup. I don't know how I'm personally going to handle all the scheduling conflicts if I have time <laughs> to watch them. But, right. yeah. but really it's like I, the, the biggest thing that I paid attention to in 2020 when our whole industry was doing absolutely nothing was who is collaborating with who, what are people listening to, whose Spotify numbers are going up in an organic way and what did everybody have on their Spotify wrapped? Because you just spent an entire year not being able to go to concerts. So the accuracy of Spotify was never as real and true as it was during 2020 and at the end of 2020, because yeah. I was, whatever I was listening to at home, like that's what I was listening to. Like I wasn't going to a hundred different shows that I might not be listening to that on Spotify. All the data of what you were listening to was right there. And right. right like all the collabs that happened and just like looking at people's Spotify wrapped where I'm like, okay, I'm not the only person that thinks listening to two chains, black bear and I prevail in one day is normal. Like everybody that I'm following, <laughs> like there's very few people where it was just like metal, 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 metal. You know what I mean? Like, right. And mm -hmm. some people were like metal, 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 Justin Bieber, because they're like little brother or something got on their account. But for the most part, like, <laughs> You saw that people were like listening to all these different genres of music and all these collaborations are happening. And like Trippy Red posted a picture with Dance Gavin Dance and Polyphia of like working right, in the yeah. studio. And I just, I see all that. Like maybe I was like the first person to actually live in the metaverse before it became the metaverse. Like maybe I'm working in my sleep or something that I don't know about, but I feel <laughs> like I see everything somehow. And like, I just get excited about it. Like one of the perfect examples is Charlotte Sands. Like we booked her before her, bad day song came out she had maybe a yeah. hundred thousand listeners now she's everywhere she's on the radio station here all the time with that main song she's got millions of monthly listeners she's doing major tours she's going to go open for my chemical romance in the uk before she comes to our festival like we knew that she was going to do that crazy. like we saw the next halsey when we booked her and like right nobody right. else was giving it a shot you know what i mean like now she's on every festival so yeah it's just paying attention and we have like a really good team of people that is all diverse, all listens to different music and all has like a pulse on like what's cool in rap, what's cool in rock, what's good in indie. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we could do any festival but country and be successful at it. I, I love that you, and we've talked about it on the show when yeah. we've, we, we talk to a lot of bands and we're in bands ourselves and, and we always kind of talk about how for bands, it's when someone puts together a show, 
and every band on that show is like the same genre and kind of has the same sound and kind of like the same vibe. It just, it, it feels so boring to the bands. Cause we're just like, man, what, who wants to be here all day for this? It doesn't matter how good everybody is. That's where we start to see like crowds coming just for the band that they saw. And they're not really spending time checking everybody right. else out. And I don't know one person that doesn't, listen to many different genres of music but for some reason a lot of promoters only book one genre at a time uh i i thought it was like looking at what you put together is amazing because it's exactly that it's like something you would put on and listen to all these other genres is that was that a conscious effort by you did you around you were promoters doing the same thing or were you just kind of like well, i know you started the whole thing by being like let's bring people to the suburbs because nobody's here um and let's give them a festival and give kids a place to go and and it started that way but were you kind of like i'm gonna put together everything or i mean was like something as, you learned as the like anti south by southwest event kind of as right. we started like i always go to south by southwest i have nothing against it but it was never all ages friendly and so we yeah put together a lineup of the best of the best from myspace like back in the day and pure volume that just works like it happened to be different genres of music everything from like acoustic artists heavy metal to death metal to you know whatever electro pop crap was like a phase for a minute like it right. just, it just and like we were always like ahead of the curve with things like I felt like other festival promoters kind of looked at what we were doing and then they would slowly add some of these artists to like the lower bill of their festivals and like give them a chance and I think specifically this year there's been a lot of that because I've seen a lot of festivals that never had rock crossover never had hip-hop right. crossover like and I don't think we invented that but I think that we put it in such a big way and got such a positive response where like everybody from alternative press magazine to essence magazine, which is like black culture and like things that I never thought like I would have anything that would be in that magazine, like giving us a shout out as like one of the festivals of the year and like supporting so many black artists on our bill and just things like that. Like it, it's crazy. And I just, I mean, it all, it all really comes down to just like us wanting to be different. Like, I don't know shit about like performing music. So when I created my company as third string productions, I had no idea that the third string is the G string or so I've been told. And right. so like a lot of people <laughs> told me that it was that. And I was like, no, like I literally have always seen myself as this like underdog. And it came from a stupid song that I wrote when I was in a pop punk band in high school about being like a third string boyfriend, like being the backup backup of like, right, maybe right. one day okay. this popular girl is going to like me. But like it translated into being a promoter where I was working with local bands that I thought never were going to get a chance. I was booking the small tours that like Live Nation, AEG and these other companies would pass on. And then we became like this underdog success story in a way to where like I've been doing this half of my life and we're not like super rich. We're not Live Nation. We're not like some big company, but like we're still succeeding at it and bringing people together and like growing after this much time and it's all just because we wanted to be different and i i love it and i hope that we get to keep putting that out there as like we are going to be the festival that you look at the middle the mid-range of the lineup and you're most excited about that artist that we booked 
probably that was opening tours that by the time the festival comes around could be headlining tours. Right. And that's right, really yeah. just the goal. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you say that you, you know, like you don't know anything about like being in a band performing, but you, the way you just described putting the festival together, the way you just described watching everything um, over, over the course of COVID and plant making your plans and everything. It's what a great band does with a set. You know, you listen to your audience, you look at what they're saying, you, you, you feel the vibe of the room, you feel the sway of where things are going and then you adjust and then you make things happen and you plan things around that to make sure that you're doing whatever is in service of the people that are coming to watch you. So uh, I would say, you know, quite a bit about putting on a show, man. <laughs> like that's, it's all the same. It's all the same. I mean, that's, and that's one of the things like where you can compare being a band and a promoter is think about bands that have been really successful and they hate the music that made them big and they refuse to play those songs. Well, right. what would happen to me as a promoter if I refuse to book the artists that my whole fan base is wanting me to book? They would stop paying yeah. attention to what I'm posting. They'd stop coming to my events because I'm not in touch with them anymore. I'm thinking that I know everything and that whatever I'm on now is way cooler than what I was doing. And that's not the case. There's yeah. people that never got to go to so what music festival didn't think we were going to come back like kind of like the warp tour kids and now they're mm -hmm. like oh so what's back and it's this lineup and like it's crazy because five years ago when it happened i was listening to metal and now i like rap and so it's like the best of both worlds and like there's a lot of growth in those five years that we took off so i think i mean it's it's all exciting and i'm glad that we do like spend the time to like crowdsource stuff like our discord blew up overnight when we put that up there and like it's so engaging and supportive like i'll put anything up there and be like hey these are on pre-sale now and everyone like goes and buys it like it's it's wild <laughs> yeah you're yeah. you you do an awesome you guys do an awesome job with the the pre-sales and the specials and the i mean anything social media wise yeah, you guys you, are you like, guys are killing it like just watching throughout like you know the thing you guys did for mother's day and the thing you get, like there's all these there's these fun engaging hooks that don't feel like um they, they don't feel like you're selling to people it feels like hey man we're doing this to involve you and this is why because this day happened and this thing's going on so we want to involve you in it and well, so cool, be a it's part so of it funny because normally when you see like live nation or a bigger promoter doing like a big discount or something like that you're like oh that show's flopping or whatever but like people get what we're doing it's like our festival yeah. is not flopping but it's also not going to sell out like we have a large capacity everyone that wants to come to this festival should be able to come to this festival so once in a while we're gonna be like hey here's 20 percent off if that's the difference between you coming and you not coming like hopefully you right. can come to the festival now we're like you're a mom you can only get off one day like here's 25 percent off for mother's day pick the day you want to go and like your ticket's now way cheaper or even like having local bands sell the tickets at a discounted rate. Like we're trying to do everything we can so that anyone that wants to be at the festival, short of just giving away tickets, obviously, because I feel like right. there has to be some <coughs> downfall of eating while talking. Um, <laughs> like some, some kind of like call to action for people. If you just, yeah, we well, have to put a value on it. Tickets. Cause you're like, Oh, we can fit 10,000 more people and you give away 10,000 free tickets. You're not going to get the, enthusiastic engaged audience that you want to be exactly. there they're not going to buy merch they're probably just going to get drunk and fight people because they don't even care who's playing <laughs> right if yeah. they show up at all right yeah because they'll, they'll go eh, you know what it's hot out it's I didn't pay for uh, it. the, yeah. the wind is blowing the wrong way i don't feel like going <laughs> the free ticket thing is they don't feel like they're 
they should go. They or they have to. I, go. I also they like that there. the bands that you put on there are able to be there all three days. I think that's mm -hmm. super awesome because I've I've been a part of festivals and I've played things where you know, like I was able to be there on the day that I was able to be there. And then like, if I wanted to come the next day, I had to buy a ticket and I was like, okay, you know, but just even to give that to them as a, as an option, it's just cool. It's just a cool thing to do. It's nothing that you had to do. Um, and that's another thing that it seems like you guys, you're not, you're not doing things because you have to do them. You're doing things because like, it's, it's a cool thing to do. And you thought of it and you're like, oh, this would be cool. And then you do it, you know, like, we just look at awesome. it from like, the perspective of the band that's getting paid 250 bucks to do probably pretty shitty touring out to the festival, but they're looking forward to the festival and they're probably mad that they can't be on all three days. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I can at least stay all three days. Cool. I'm going to sleep in my van or like whatever I need to do. Right. And yeah. It just, I don't know. I try to think of it from like what I would want my experience to be when I go to a festival. Like I don't want to, get all excited that I'm playing a festival that's so cool, but then I have to turn around and spend all my money buying tickets to the other two days. Like, right, right. Or <laughs> begging bands to give me one of their guest list spots when they probably are limited anyway. Like, I don't know. We just, we just try to think of like all the angles. It, of I, dude, it's awesome. I think, I think that it's awesome. Like I noticed that right away. And just as someone that's, like I said, someone that's done it and, and, yeah. and been there, it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Like what a cool, what a cool thing. You know, yeah. like, I think I think like that's that's the big you know especially you know with all the other festivals and that are going on and and we've been talking to some of them and stuff like that. <coughs> I feel like so what is is very much community oriented. It's, yeah. it's very much like a cool. We we like the same things. We're we're super stoked about this festival, and like you said, I'm going to try and help you be here because this is awesome and I want to share that with you. So that comes across. It totally comes across. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we'll have like an agent DM us or like contact us and be like, Hey, is everything going good? I noticed that you're giving away tickets again. I'm like, yeah. Cause I want like every single person to go there. Like you got to think about like, if you're giving away a ticket through a contest, that's kind of like the same as someone buying a ticket. Cause they're going to have to earn it. They're going to have to do all these steps. They exactly. want to be there. Right. Well, yep. whether they have money or not isn't really the issue because once they get there, they're going to buy merch. They're going to buy concessions. They're going to support the artists. Like it, it's an all around win for everybody. So it's um, <laughs> just constantly like, no, like I'm, or like sometimes they think I'm like overselling the festival to like compensate for like this week we didn't sell tickets or something. I'm like, I'm literally just this excited about what we're doing in this lineup. And like, I just can't believe that this is my job and that like, we somehow booked all these artists. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like never stop being crazy. <laughs> this episode of Bacon is My Podcast is brought to you by drinkwildbills.com and growyourassoff.com. Use promo code BACON to get 10% off your entire order. Yeah. Uh, grilling season is never over. And you always want to quench your thirst. And why not do it with some craft made beverages yeah, by the, wild bills the two work together pretty awesome yeah agreed so go ahead hit them up check it out it helps them which are awesome companies and it helps us it helps us and it helps you and it helps you to because you live like live a more flavorful life you like delicious things in your mouth indeed so do go it. do it now do it. Hey, it's Andy. 
And it's Dean from Nominee, and you've been consuming Bacon Is My Podcast. Yeah! That's it. <laughs> was, it, was the delivery too harsh? Should we do that again? Let's do it again. Was, right from the you want to do it again? You want to do it again? Hi! My name's Andy! And I'm Dean from Nominee. You've been consuming Bacon, my podcast. Yeah! Yeah! That's awesome, man. That's That's super cool. Do you, like, was there a point when you started doing this where like you've done a few of them and you were like, Oh, Hey, this is, this is a career now. This is what I'm doing now. Like, this is my actual job. Holy shit. Have you had that moment? Or are you still just like, yeah, let's figure this out. Let's do it. You know, like, it's, is this, I know you do a lot of things. So is this, it's really, it's really weird to be someone that started doing this in high school and never stopped because there was never really that like moment where, you know, I graduated from this and then this or graduated from this. Like you kind of have to right. view, view your accomplishments as those steps. And like one of those moments to me where I was like, wow, we really did this was the first year that we did multiple days at the ballpark, the old ballpark that we were at. I was standing, um, they had suites like all around and I was standing out in front of, the suites on like the balcony looking at everything. And I was like, we're finally at a point where we don't know everyone's name that's working for the festival. Like the guy who's servicing awesome. the porta potty right now, or that security guard over there, or, you know, that stage hand, like I tried for so long, like at Plano center, I knew every single security person. Like I knew everything, like all the cops, like everything. It was always the same group of people. And then right. when you get to this baseball stadium and you're like, there's literally hundreds of people that are employed because of this event. And like now with, with the, the new one, like all the security and all the concessionaires and everything, like there's thousands of people that are making this event happen. And it's just, it's so wild to, to think that some of these people are looking forward to going to work because this event doesn't suck for them. Like we had yeah. our concessionaire actually trade us credit for like drink tickets and stuff like that for the artist because he had so many people at his corporate company that requested off and wanted to go to the event so they're going to get taken wow. care of with tickets and our bands are going to get a drink for free so oh, like that's great it's it's a really cool trade-off but those are the kind of moments that like you start realizing that there's something really special here it's kind of hard as a promoter because like at any point in time your career could be over like you could have right. a really bad string of shows you could have a bad festival you could have like every worst case scenario and we've had it before and I thought my career is over and then we just keep going. And, um, it's, it's hard to feel accomplished sometimes when you reach a peak and then you start dipping because something like maybe you took a chance on the wrong artist or you are competing with a bigger event or there's a snowstorm or like some random freak thing in Dallas that never happens. Um, right. but, but yeah, I mean like, it still it still feels like one of those things where it's like we'll just we'll figure it out or we'll keep doing this forever but is it is it a career i don't know is it a hobby like it's still it's right. still kind of like it's stressful but it's fun so like i don't know i i never i never imagined a job as something fun like i worked my first job was at an ice cream place and it was miserable dealing with these bougie ass people and then from there <laughs> like, i worked in fast people food are picky and about their ice cream two man. months <laughs> So, I mean, it's, to have a career that you love and enjoy, like, I never take that for granted. And so every time that, like, even the worst case scenario thing happens, I'm like, 
you know, we'll figure it out. We've always figured it out. And I just, I love doing this job. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, That's man. so cool. I, I, I think it's, I think it has a lot to do with how you, how you approach it and how you're, you're very much like you're taking care of the people that are going to be there, you know, like the bands and the fans and, you know, the fact that you did know everybody in the place that was working there and all that kind of stuff. Like not a lot of people have that kind of a thought process a lot of times. And, and a lot of promoters get a bad name too. They really do. They get a bad rap because it's like, Oh, they're just trying to like bleed artists for the money and the, this, that, and the other. And it's, Oh, buy-ons and you, you get every horror story known to man, but it's like, you're, you're doing it and you're doing it in a way that you're a part of the, fans still you know yeah. you're not this thing above it and you're not this thing that's like look what i have created you're like <laughs> you're 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 a part of it you know you're like hey we're, we're doing this this is gonna be fun let's let's do it let's do it together it's gonna be great yeah i'm glad, I'm glad um, you see that because it, it very much is a is a we thing and like i always try to say that like this is everybody's festival like it's if everyone supports this and everyone has a voice of like who they want to be on the festival and everything then like that's what we're gonna do if we lost the support of our community, our core people. Like I can go on Twitter right now and tell you how many years some of these people have been coming to our festival and like supporting mm -hmm. and going from, you know, like teenage street team kids to like full grown adults that now travel the world to go see their favorite bands in really cool places. Cause they have careers that like let them do that. And um, right. That's awesome. I, I recognize a lot of these people from like supporting me even like 10, 15 years ago. And um, when it, when it stops being that kind of community and when we can, like create a discord group and no one shows up and things like that. I think that's when I would just be like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, but to me, it's, it's a festival put on by everyone that believes in what we do. And I just happen to be the guy that has the connections to make it happen. If that makes sense. Like I'm the, I'm the that leader does. of this group, but like we're all in it together. And if I see, you know, if a hundred people on discord right now, we're like, Hey, this band is actually going to be in Dallas and their show's going to suck. You should add them. And like, I could, do it then i would because i'd be like oh hey you guys are all familiar with this artist and we should figure this out like why would they play in dallas the same day and have five people come out when they could be on the festival you know what i mean so um it's yeah it's it's cool seeing that and seeing people care like obviously as a promoter and you always have like those certain people that are like disgruntled band people that i mistakenly right. end up arguing with on the internet sometimes but <laughs> like it, it's so it's so minimal compared to like how many people show appreciation for what we're doing and actually get it. And it's, it makes it super rewarding. Well, I think, I think the internet is, is a, you know, it's a blessing and a curse for yes. sure. Because, yes. you know, like even, uh, you know, uh, I guess, so Parkway Drive ended up not being able to come. And it's like, why are you attacking them? <laughs> why are you attacking the, why are you attacking the promoters of the show? Right. It's not him. <laughs> like he doesn't fuck. Like, Look I mean, of course he wants Parkway Drive there. Look at everyone even else the who's on the show. people that were attacking Parkway Drive, though, I'm like, they literally posted a statement saying, for this many years, all we've done is be a band, tour, and give you everything we have. We need a break. And people are like, oh, fuck you. It's like, you only know about them because they spent their whole career doing all this for you. Like, just right, like, right. We hope, we hope that you guys, you know, take the time off that you need to, and we'll be here as your fans when you come back. Like, don't be an asshole about it. They don't owe you anything, and you're just going to make them right. never want to come back to this world. Like, <laughs> man fans fans of anything that has a, a large fandom music um we're wrestling. pro wrestling fans yeah. you know that there's there's always that contingent of fans 
that that really like feels like yo you you made me like this so now you owe it to me for the rest of your life yeah. and it's like no man <laughs> <laughs> let's all take a step back and let's enjoy everything that they're doing <laughs> and let's just be cool let's yeah. everybody be cool for a minute <laughs> maybe take a breath what uh <laughs> one thing just uh, off the internet thing but one thing you brought up a little earlier was about you know, street team people and stuff like that. You still believe in that street team vibe. I see, you know, on social media, obviously we're, we're in New York, so it's, we don't get to see it firsthand, but like on Twitter and on the social media, as you see you guys passing out flyers, going to, going to clubs, going to bars, going to venues and passing things out and stuff like that. Do you think it's, it's just as viable today as it was, when you first started back in high school and doing VFW halls or whatever it may be. I think it's more important because people are so used to skipping by ads and their Instagram feed and ignoring billboards and things like that. But they're kind of caught off guard when you still hand them a flyer at a show. Like there's posters everywhere. Everyone still puts up their calendar posters in coffee right. shops and <laughs> bars and stuff like that. But to be out and like so many times, especially during this cycle of promoting, like, people being like, whoa, like you're out promoting your show. I'm like, absolutely. I'm out promoting my show. Like every single person I hand a flyer to, not only could they be a ticket buyer, but they could be like a lifetime ticket buyer. Like this could be their mm -hmm. first festival. They could not even know this exists and they could support us forever. Like this could be the defining moment in their life of like, they hate everything. And then they go to this music festival and they meet their next friend. Like there's just so many like crazy stories I've heard about people like making friendships or getting married or like how many shows they've been to, or like saving every single wristband from the festivals. Like these things mean right. something to people. And I think it's because of what it means to us. And so to see us out doing that, and like, I literally have like boxes right here of <laughs> flyers and posters that we still need to get rid of. And we just ordered all those bags and we're like, Hey, they came in early. So if you want to pass out stuff, we'll give you a free bag if you're you know out and doing it. And um, just, I don't know. It's, I think it, it catches people off guard when they're like trying to turn down a flyer and they look up and they're like, wait, you're passing out flyers for this? Like, what are you, why are you out here? <laughs> you don't just have, <laughs> like, I have people helping me, but like I try to be at as many shows as possible. And I mean, that's, that's yeah. how you see the crowd reactions to show to the people that you think are, you know, doing well on the internet anyway, is like, if you're there for the opening band or support band, like, I went to go see, I don't even remember who the headliner was, but I went to see Black Star Kids open and they crushed the show. And I immediately sent the agent their so what offer afterwards. I was like, I don't know if they're going to pop off before the festival happens, but I know that my crowd's going to love them if they give them the same chance I did. And so right. put them on there. But like that kind of, you know, ear to the ground and being out on the street and everything, like I don't, I don't know. I'm sure at some point, like I'm going to be the 45 year old creepy guy and I'm going to have to like quit. But <laughs> for now, for now, as long as I have my team where it kind of progressively goes from like me being 36 to like 32 to like late 20s, like it kind of works. Still. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. And I think that it definitely serves its purpose. And um, that's one of the things that I've been talking to and encouraging the Furnace Fest team about is, is doing that same kind of grassroots marketing because there is such a, a strong following with Furnace Fest as well, where, you know, all these people just want to help out the festival. I remember when we went up with tickets and we forgot to add sales tax on top, three people asked if they could Venmo us the sales tax. And I'm like, where do you come from? Oh, wow. Like, that <laughs> wow. 
of a festival, like just take your W and walk away. Like, (laughs) (laughs) wow. Yeah. You don't get that often. No, no, not (laughs) at all. Different. Wow. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, so, so you do, you're doing so what fest, you, you have a recording studio, uh, on premises at your house, in your backyard, uh, in your backyard. Yeah. And one, I I have one of those nice and one in your office. Uh, you, you do all, all this passing out of flyers and stuff like that. Um, do you ever stop? (laughs) <laughs> what's what's your what's your decompress what, what what do you do when you like decompress and like like are you just, a, are you a gamer do you like cook huge bags of weed what i cook uh we don't have a dishwasher at our house and i've actually found that like taking the time to where i can't touch my phone or anything and just like doing the dishes by hand is oddly therapeutic so like doing that i have a yeah. basketball hoop in my backyard um I watch a lot of TV. Um, just kind of like I love sports, so I will put everything down for the Mavs games right now as they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Um, their game starts in 12 minutes, so we gotta wrap this up. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got you. No, but I mean, I I try to balance it. There's there's times where it's more chaotic than others. The key to everything is having a really good team. I have engineers and studio managers that run that. I have a whole team that runs our shows. We have junior talent buyers talent buyers we have people that run the shows in different cities that we do so like essentially i could take time off if i wanted to but like i just there's just something that gives me more anxiety about not clearing out my inbox and taking a break and then coming back to like three days worth of emails um but i do i enjoy like the whole douchey posting of like today's office like where you're at like a pool or like (laughs) beach or something and like it's cool that you can be there and also working like i post it ironically because i think it's funny but like also i do feel grateful to be able to like just be on my phone at the beach responding to emails if i want to do that and 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 taking that break but like still knowing that i'm not going to take this break and then pay for it later like i'm kind of keeping up with things um i've been working on trying to sleep better at normally doesn't happen the last couple of weeks before the festival, but like I try to, <laughs> I, I get this I'm mentality sure. when I go to bed, that's like, Oh, I'm going to wake up at 6am. And then like my alarm goes off at 6am. I'm like, what's the point? Like people in California are probably just now going to bed, New York. They're not <laughs> bothering me yet. Like, so I'll, I'll put like two more hours of sleep in and I'm like, all right, it's 8am. I'm good. Like oh, the stock market's crashing. I'll wait another hour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but really like I'm, I'm a night person. That's why I didn't mind doing this at night. And the other one I just did. And, obviously staying up watching the Mavs game after this, but like I, as much as I try to do the morning and the night, I just find myself so much more productive at night because that's when the emails stop and you can finally get caught up and like not as many people are bothering you um, in general. So um, yeah, I I try to like be in bed by midnight and get like six to eight hours of sleep, but it's not usually a thing. (laughs) Nice. Well, you said you well, cooked. He's gonna grab some uh, some stuff from Poddex. I just want to know what your uh, what's your go to meal that you cook. So I fell in love with my air fryer over oh, COVID, yes. which I'm sure most people did. And there is this recipe um, that you can look up called the best damn air fryer or best damn pork chop air fryer recipe. And I never had cooked pork chops before, and I started doing this. And you you put uh, 
oil on it. I like to do oil that has like some kind of seasoning or flavor already in it, um, like okay. a chili oil. And then yeah. you put the seasoning on both sides and you put it in for 12 minutes. You flip it at six and the outside is like kind of like a little bit crispy, but the inside is super juicy and it's literally the best thing. That's what I was going to cook for dinner tonight. And then I realized I'd probably be at the office too late. And so I got my chicken strips. <laughs> that's that's sounds, awesome. Sounds I, pretty delicious. Uh, I actually offered up to him because he came straight from work. Uh, pizza, leftover pizza in the air fryer. Pretty is top yeah. notch. Yeah, it's definitely a good place. It's for the it. way to go. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna actually in this private chat. I'm gonna send you guys a link, and you need to try this in your air fryer, and then tell All me right. that it changed your life. <laughs> Excellent. Absolutely. I am going to open that up in a new tab, and that is gonna happen. <laughs> and then I made it for it my mom me. one time when she came over to eat, and she actually called me about an hour and a half ago, and she's like. Can you send me that recipe? I want to try it in our air fryer. She well, she she's like <laughs> old school. So she's like, Can you read me the recipe? I'm like, Mom, it's online. And she's like, Well, I don't want to go on the internet. I'm like, okay, let me screenshot <laughs> it and text it to you. Right, right. Here's a photo. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Moms are great with Give photos. Me your recipe card. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, all right. So, real quick, we are gonna uh, pay some bills uh, with our sponsors over at Poddex. Yeah. Uh, what Poddex is, it's for budding podcasters, people who need an icebreaker, people who don't have verbal diarrhea like we do. Indeed. And uh, what they are is they're cards. They're 50 cards in a deck. On each card is a question, and we like to get our guests to pick a deck, and then we will pick a random question from each de- uh, from that one deck that you pick. So, Mike, we've got uh, the interview deck. Interview deck two, we've got uh, episode deck, we've got would you rather, we've got what the heck, and then the two newest ones, uh, there is the what the fuck deck, which is branded like old school MTV, which is awesome. And uh, there's also my favorite. His favorite. The how dare you. Indeed. Um, And you have to say it that way if you pick it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Mike, would you... We used to do a Thursday night event called What the Fuck that was that exact logo. Nice. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. It was MTV Uh-oh. upside down and said, what the fuck? So I got to oh, pick man, that I one. I wonder, if, I wonder if, uh, if you know these guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to shuffle these up. Yep. I will okay. just let everybody uh, within the sound of my voice know that you can go to poddex.com to check out these decks. They have new ones all the time. There is an app as well. And they also have some cool swag. If you decide you want to get something from there, please use the promo code BACON. Because everything is better with bacon. And not only will you get 10% off of your order, but you'll help the show. You'll help keep the show free. You'll help keep us doing this for you. So uh so thank you very much, and definitely check that out. So now we're going to fan these out. I am going to move my finger from my left to my right, your right to your left, and you just tell me when to stop. Stop. Stopping right <laughs> here. All right, Mike, your question today is, what is one interesting fact about your ancestors? Oh, man, this is the worst. I'm adopted. I don't know anything. <laughs> Way to go, Jim. Way to hit him. Hey, you know here. what? That's interesting. Okay. That's interesting. I guess so. That's amazing. I'm adopted on one side. Way to go, Jim. Way to bring the mood down. I didn't bring the mood down. We all laughed. No. Um, yeah, that's 
I don't. Uh, I actually, uh, from what I understand, my family is somehow connected to Robert E. Lee. That is interesting. Yeah, that's that's an nice. interesting fact about my family. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he lost. Well, yeah, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so before we start signing off here, um, I heard a rumor that you're you're a mall walker. A mall walker. Yeah. I'm a mall you like walker? to? We heard yeah, all kinds of rumors. Like, we heard you're a mall walker. We heard you're a pro wrestling fan. We heard you're a, <laughs> all kinds of things. Do you care to elaborate? Which which one of those rumors is true? <laughs> I'm not a mall walker. I'm a <laughs> I've I, I I've heard to, you got into walking though. I used to make fun of mall walkers when I worked at the mall actually because I was serving ice cream. And they would do all that exercise and then come get ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, were you like the early shift though? Or you, you were you like the later shift where there was like I was regular? All of them. I was a shift leader, so I was there all the oh, time. Oh, okay. Uh, so breakfast ice cream. I had a woman uh, throw her ice cream at me at 11 in the morning because she thought I messed up her order and I didn't mess up her order. She just said it wrong. <laughs> Threw oh, it at me. Nice. And it, I ducked. And so I had to clean up ice cream that was thrown all over the wall and dripped down to all of our freshly cut fruits and every topping that was right oh. under it. <laughs> that was one of the days I decided that I was going to quit soon. You're like, I'm going to do something else with my life. Yeah. <laughs> I need to not do this. You know, it's, isn't, isn't customer service the absolute worst? <laughs> it, it can be. It's just the it absolute worst. You know what's crazy is you you talk about me not sleeping and, and all this stuff, and I actually also control our info at third string email and respond to everybody because I don't trust people that I instruct to do it properly. Sometimes they'll right. just give wrong answers or they don't I have a different feel for the way people email and like I actually do feel compassion if you have a sob story of why you need a refund instead of just being an asshole that's like no refunds. Um so I still check all of our customer service emails and it makes me want to blow my brains out. But um, <laughs> every now and then there's something good in there that would have gotten overlooked. So Right, right. I'm okay. sure you've gotten some fun ones. I'm sure you've gotten some fun ones. Um, so you guys just recently added a wrestling uh, event, a tournament. Um, mm -hmm. We're actually going to be catching up with, uh, with Shane Taylor, who was supposed to be on the show uh, a few months back. Um, you were at WrestleMania this year. So are you a wrestling fan or are you becoming a wrestling fan? What, what, what's the deal with that? I'm attempting all my, all my friends like wrestling Orlando, my business partner, like cried when I told him I got us WrestleMania tickets. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I thought it was really cool. It was, it was a, a WrestleMania this year that like I could enjoy because there was a lot of throwback stuff, having Stone Cold right, yeah. there and the undertaker and, you know, stuff, but, um, I don't know. It's goofy to me. <laughs> I'd rather watch it. <laughs> <really fun. laughs> it is. It is goofy. It's a circus. Yeah, it's a, cir sure. it's a circus. It's uh, it's like a, a violent uh, soap opera. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Well, we're, we're we're what's that? All soap operas are violent. He's got a lot. True. This is true. Yeah, it's true. You watch them long enough, somebody dies and comes back and dies and comes yep. back. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Uh, all right. 
two questions left. You lightning can do them, round. Do them quick. Lightning round. Then we're going to let you go see the Mavs. So, number one, what's your go-to festival food? Chicken strips. <laughs> Chicken strips. That's a safe one. It's good. He had them tonight. Looks good. And uh, I wanted to know just uh, as far as, like, you kind of creating this um, life for yourself, being an entrepreneur – What's uh, what do you think is probably the most important lesson you've learned that you would tell somebody that's getting into kind of the business? Spend the money on a good CPA. Huh? <laughs> like, yes, you, you can you can either pay a ton of money or you can save a ton of money, depending on the knowledge that somebody else has of like for years, I would travel to go to music festivals. I would invest in bands, things like that. Never wrote any of it off because I had no clue. And then once I got a CPA, he's like, yeah, you can write that off. That's actually a business expense. That is and like way different world. <laughs> Just having somebody in general that's knowledgeable handling your finances and can, can double check things and be like, hey, you know you're doing really well right now, but make sure to have that like extra money just in case or for when taxes come around. Because um, that was something I learned early on is just like, there's there's so many things that can be considered business expenses, which is literally everything I'm looking at in your in your space right now could technically be a right <laughs> off your show. And people just don't know that. I, I actually gave unsolicited advice on Twitter to OnlyFans girls uh, in a general sense um, that I was like, hey, you know, if, if you have any questions of what you can write off, definitely let me know because there's a lot of things that you're buying that could probably be saving you a lot of money on your taxes because the creators of any type on the internet that are um, getting, uh, what do you call it? Like 1099, they're mm -hmm. getting crushed on their taxes. So sure. uh, right. being that knowledge of what you can write off and what's acceptable and all that, like outfits, like cell phone, I don't know, anything, computers, webcams, like all those kinds of things that are very expensive could save you tons on taxes. So. You could say it, dildos. Dildos. <laughs> uh, that's, that's good to know because we're, we're going into our year two. So yeah, <laughs> that's good information. We're going into year two. We probably have to start uh, incorporating or Doing something. That stuff, yeah. The clothes that you're wearing right now is stage wardrobe because you're on TV. Right. So. right. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> your glasses because you have to be able to see to do your job. Oh, they were expensive. My, yeah, <laughs> they, were, they yeah. were expensive too. They were annoying too. They were really annoying. You had, to, you had to get them redone. I had to get them twice. <laughs> nice. Well, he's he's imparted yeah, a good, lot of good uh, advice. Good Thank you so much. Too. So, uh, Mike, before we sign off here, please let our consumers know all about you, Third String Productions, So What Fest. Let them know about Furnace Fest because that's coming they, up. Where can they get yeah. you? Where can they see you? Where can they find it? Um, you can find all the information on my socials, which is just Mike Zemer. You can go to FurnaceFest.us, SoWhatMusicFestival.com, ThirdStringEntertainment.com. Um, yeah, just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Google the internet. Google the internet. Yeah. Find it. Find it. It's there. Yeah, I actually had one person say to me, uh, say to me uh, before that, uh, I, I don't have Google. Said, what? Huh? <laughs> I didn't buy it. What? It's a website. <laughs> yeah, that's a website. Relax. Did you try and sell it to him? No, I, that was. Dumb. Like, Give me your phone. I'll sell it to you right now for like half price. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, 
you go uh, watch the Mavs decompress. Uh, but before we sign off, uh, what is the one question that you should always ask yourself? Yeah, I don't know if he remembers. I don't know if you remember. You, you, it's the most important stuff. question that anyone could ever ask themselves. What is that thing that makes your life better? What is that thing that makes your bacon? everything a little nicer? What is it? He was paying attention. What's your bacon? <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> See you later, guys. See cool guy. All right. <laughs> had to, had to leave quick because the Mavs are playing. I get uh, it. We pre-taped this. This is a, a couple weeks prior to the show when we're actually taping. So hopefully they won. Yeah. Otherwise he's gonna be in a shit mood. Right. Well, glad we got him first then. Yeah. That. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He was in a good mood when he left us. Right. Because he was going to see the Mavs. Right. We didn't do it. If he's in a bad mood, we didn't do it. It wasn't our fault. Yeah. Or maybe it was. Sometimes it's our fault. Maybe it was a double whammy. This time it's a oh, whammy. Whammy, whammy. It's not our fault this time. Wah, wah. Um, we didn't do it before, but what I do want to do is thank the Patreons. Yes. Because they are super important to this show. They keep the lights on. And they enjoy new content consistently. All of the time, we give them all sorts of fun content, tasting Awful things, which is awful. Yeah, we and do that for you. Yeah, we don't we, do that for us. Yeah, I don't do that because it's fun. We do that for you. Yeah. Uh, we have cooking shows. We've got yeah. live streams. We've got all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, You're doing I, a whole songwriting process. Yeah, I'm doing a process. Killer. Uh, it's not an actual songwriting process. It's just redoing a song. Okay. It's redoing a song. Well, still. And I'm going to give it, like, step by step. I'm yeah. going to do... I'm going to show you guys the drums beforehand, and I'll maybe pop on and, and live stream while I track guitars and, and stuff like that. I figured it'd be fun, be cool, something yeah. that people don't normally get to do. If you want to check that out or check out any of that kind of fun stuff, go check us out over at Patreon, patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast. Uh, there's a bunch of tiers. They're, they're so cheap. They're not expensive at all. So it's just it just helps the show. It helps us. Um, you know, we don't even make money. It just helps us kind of keep this free and, uh, and be able to kind of like rationalize being like, okay, are we going to buy flights to go to Soap Fest? I'll tell you what. Cool. I'll tell you what I learned. Yeah. We're going to write those sons of bitches off. Yeah. I learned that That's too. That's a business expense. <laughs> Damn right. Bam. Thank you, Mike Zemer. Let's get a CPA. Um, if any of you know a really good CPA. Send them our way. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, where could people find you in their off time? Well, me, you could find, uh, if you so choose, at uh, Jimmy G's Shoes on all the socials. You can check me out there. You can also find my band Craving Strange over at cravingstrange.net where you can find links to all of our socials and all of our music. Everything's up on Spotify, Apple, whatever you listen to. If you're listening to it there and if you're listening to this there, hit that five-star review and like just write, I like this show. Yeah. That would just be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. It means more people can hear it. Literally, you doing that lets like – 10 more people know the show exists. Agreed. I don't know if those numbers are legit. It might be 100. I don't I don't know, but it, it helps. It really does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. How about you? Me personally, at me, my own self, Mike. You can find stuff about the show, about my family, and about my band, at Something Heavy Music. Mm-hmm. And 
You can catch something heavy on all streaming platforms across the board. Don't forget, you can also check out Bacon Is My Passion. That is Jimmy and I's songwriting duo slash band thing that we do. Indeed. Sometimes a lot. Yeah. And also, uh, because we are going to be going to So What Fest this weekend, follow it. Follow all of the adventures on TikTok at yeah. Bacon Is My Pod. Because wow, we're going to yeah. document that on TikTok. By the way, TikTok. Jimmy, we're going to document it on TikTok. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, find Breaking out about, news. Find out about all stuff that is Bacon Is My Podcast over at baconismypodcast.com uh, where you can check out the shows you can check out uh the new blogs you can find out what our bands are doing you can uh, check out bacon is my fashion and get some cool swag that actually also helps out the show leave us a message all that kind of stuff stay in the conversation on all the socials hashtag what's your bacon hashtag bacon is my pod hashtag bacon is my podcast any of those three we'll see it we'll check it out let us know what you like let us know what you don't like let us know what you want let us know what you want to see what you want to hear and um, yeah, that's that's all I got. What do you got? Oh, that's it. That's, that's it. That was all. That you got it. You got got it covered. I do have a question. Oh, wh- wh- do you know what the question is? Do you guys know what the question is? Because you should be asking yourself all the time. Let me take a stab. What's that? Let me take a stab at it. I bet you got it. What's your bacon? World peace. <laughs>